Hello and welcome to the Coffee in the Green Room podcast. This is a show for rising talent, entertainment industry insiders, and those with a curiosity of what life is like in front of the camera. If you've ever struggled with getting started as a model, actor, or musician, well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with. Today's episode is hosted by Deneen White, writer, author, publicist, and TV host. So sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, and welcome to Coffee in the Green Room. Coffee in the Green Room. Hey everyone, my name is Deneen White, and I am the host of the VIP Ignite Live podcast. Today, it is my distinct honor to have Antoinette Stratton on the call. Antoinette is pretty much the fairy godmother of our whole company. <laughs> so Antoinette, I just want to thank you so much for being a part of VIP Ignite. Thank you so much for being a part of the summit. And thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Hi, Janine. It's my pleasure. Anything to do for you, for VIP, um, and just to help people, to help talent I think VIP is a great place to be to learn because if I, when I started, had a place where I could go and get people in all areas of the industry in one place, then my journey would have been, I believe I would have gotten the same results, but I think I could have gotten there quicker just because I had people answering the questions. So it's, you know, anything for you guys is my pleasure and a delight. We really enjoy and love being a part of VIP and just being around you, Allie, Michael, and the talent. We, you know, they're our family. Yeah, they're, we're very blessed to have a great group of people all together like that. So, Antoinette, today, I know that you're not comfortable doing this because you and I are pretty much the same person when it comes to this, but I really just want to highlight you and who you are, because you have meant so much, not only to myself, but again, to the talent. You were actually the first person to do a training call for our VIP Elite Talent Academy. So um, one question I would love to ask you is, how did you get your start? Like, how did you, what, how did you, when did you know that this is what you were going to be doing? So that's a really good question because I, unlike other people, did not have a desire to be in this business. I had summer job. I dabbled in modeling. You know, people would find me and say, hey, I think you could be a great model. And and so I think to sup well, I know, to supplement my income and while being in college, I did that. Um, because of my height, I'm petite and I'm not six feet tall. You know, it was limited, but they did offer me commercial work. It wasn't the love of my heart. It wasn't something I really felt like I wanted to do. So I did some things to make money, but primarily I passed. And so I moved forward in my life. um, And I had a girlfriend who was a, a, a writer. And she told me about she's come back and tell me about writing and she would say, however, I've always been a writer in my life. Like I always wrote books, manuscripts. So I've always had that creative brain, even though I'm very organized in business. And so one day she told me that, um, 
she wanted to be a screenwriter and she said, I'm just quoting how she said it. She said, screenwriters make a lot of money. She said, I'm a writer, but oh my gosh, they make millions and they can get $300,000 an episode. And she's just rambling and I'm sitting and listening. And she said, so I've connected with this person and this lawyer and I'm going to make this happen. But she's my like really good friend. So I still wasn't interested. I'm just listening. But you know how you store information? Yeah. Lo and behold, I think it was a year later, I came across someone who was in the business, who had uh, done some things in the business, and they needed uh, someone to run like a film festival. And they didn't want me for the creative. They wanted me for the business part to sell sponsorships. So I went out and I sold massive amount of sponsorships, you know, going from city to city, place to place, even though the film festival was in New York, which is still around. And that's what I did. And then talking to all of these people, when we had opening night, I was, of course, there because I'm the head sponsorship person, right? Yeah. And an actor showed up. And this actor um, had done incredible, you know, he was a working actor. He was a household name. And he didn't have a manager, and he just wanted to reconnect with someone he'd worked with 13 years previous to my meeting him. And even though he was out of Toronto, he really wanted, and he was doing things, you know, nationwide, he internationally as well. He wanted to be represented in New York and L.A. And I guess from talking to that friend and doing this sponsorship that I was doing, I just knew I could do it. Yeah. And being totally transparent, I said to him, I've never done this before, but I always, people connect. That's always been who I am. I know people, I make friends and I connect. So I said, I could connect and I could do this for you. And he said, I'm going to take a chance. I, I think you would be great. And that was the beginning. And so I started managing him, and lo and behold, I managed him. I went to, uh, I came in like a tenacious bull. So very driven, every day working hard, would not give up, and ended up meeting some people. Uh, I guess it was ICM agency, and went out to California, reconnected with other people, connected with some agents at CAA, and I had him as my one talent and um started networking and that was really my beginning and the rest is history but so you can see i didn't intend to do it but i knew i could help him and i or i i knew that he and i could make something happen right. and so that was that was the beginning of how i ended up in this business that's awesome so what did you do from there so what did i do from there i opened up well i focused on him first and my story is unusual because I didn't go from this level to this level. Like Honda went from this level to like there. Yeah. It goes from there to ICM and you're sitting in an agent's um, office, you know, selling your client. I, it was an adrenaline rush. I was really happy um, and I was very driven. So from there, originally I took a few more clients, but what I realized is that I'm 101, okay. and so I realized I needed to keep like one or two, maybe three mats, but to run an agency like 50 people, because guess why? You have to bring on other people, right? Yeah. And I did have an assistant, 
but I realized that's not for me. I need to interact one-on-one. And so he and I um, worked together. I brought in another client. I brought in another client and I brought in Richard. And so um, once I had Richard and I had him, my plate was full. Yeah. And I realized for me, probably not to my talent, but for me, I realized I was, I felt anyway, I was neglecting my other clients Okay. and I didn't want to expand. And I felt like I could make enough with them to be okay. Oh, I had another talent and um, he was a musician for Sir Paul McCartney and he was paying me. So, you know, he was another at the top. So with those three, I just felt like um, you need to know when you're blessed and you're fortunate and you need to know when to use smart tactics. And that was it. So I went with those three. But then what happened is um, I always tell my talents that I never mix business with pleasure, which I never had. And then they happened. (laughs) And I ended up uh, dating Richard. And we married and had kids. So, needless to say, my other talents. <laughs> Felt didn't work out. a little bit. <laughs> Richard became my full time job. <laughs> <laughs> so, the rest is history. I did in between stop working for a little bit because Ivan was a baby. Yeah. But I quickly realized our dynamics in our business was not effective, it was not working. Yeah. Um, I brought, I take on a few talents. I realized this is not going to work for my household, for Richard. They, the agent still was calling me. People were yeah. still calling me and I'm not supposed to be working. So I realized this is not going to work. I have to work. I can figure it out with, uh, you know, I, I want it hands on with Ivan, but I just yeah. figured I'll have hands on with Ivan, with a nanny, with Ivan, with part time with, and make it yeah. work. And that's what I did. That's awesome. Something I love about you is that you love to give back to people so much. Is that something that's always been a part of you? Absolutely. My mother was that way. Um, I was raised to give back. I have a strong faith in God. And I feel without, for me, God, I would not be the person I am today because I think it keeps me grounded. It keeps me balanced. And it keeps me from getting my head stuck on... in the clouds to realize what I said, which is when we get, if I cut, accidentally cut myself, I bleed red. There have been times when we've been in the room, you know, we go to events and um, I like to share a story. I mean, we have the greatest talents in our life. And, you know, we've been in, one day we were on the street and Terrence Howard was thanking Richard so much for like giving him his career and, um, but I think the, the, I'm, so I'm grounded. Nothing phases me, right? That's a yeah. point. But the greatest one that didn't, where I was like this, and a kid was when Sly Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, called for Richard for a, a documentary, a project, a TV series. And um, my assistant gave me the phone, and I'm like answering, and I knew that voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really poised. Yes, thank you. But inside, I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was a lunatic. I was going crazy inside, but outwardly. And uh, this went on. So I was really starstruck by him. 
So, yeah. and it was just because he's always, he's everybody's favorite. Yeah. Um, but over, other than, you know, Hen, I'm really grounded. So yes, that part of me, which was your question is giving back. Mm -hmm. And the giving back comes from that. I never get so caught up that it's an everyday thing. You know, I pinch myself and say, you know, God, you gave me this opportunity. You gave me this gift and this blessing. What am I going to do with it? How do mm -hmm. I give back? I don't give back just in talent. I like to give back to those who don't have, whether it's my doorman and, you know, if you're going to work eight hours, 12 hours, I'm sorry, and you get a one hour and I know I'm coming through and you haven't had anything since you're working four to 12 and your lunch was at six yeah. and I'm going out at seven, why not bring you a, 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 a water if, or a tea or mm. a sandwich? Or there's a person, he's in front of our local store and he could be my blended son, my blended family son. He doesn't beg, I emphasize, he doesn't ask anyone. But he's been there for about four weeks, five weeks. I, I can tell he's disenfranchised and there's something going on. But, you know, I'll go by and I'll give him a sandwich or I'll give him. And now when I go by, he smiles very, like, she, and says thank you or just like this to me that touch that's what touches my heart yeah. he's never said can i have some more money can you give me he's just like this to me yeah like thank you so, i just feel if we work together as a team as a community as yeah. a world and give back we would have less disenfranchised people yeah less i have bags of clothes right now for my housekeeper that five bags that I'm going to give and I give if you're not so yeah it's just a part of but my mother was that way it's just a part of my core how can I give oh how can I help yeah what can make a difference in your life right yeah yeah no I, I love that because that's that's very much my heart too like I when I was a senior I guess I was just out of high school my father lost his job and it was a terrible time in our family's life. But at that time, we were really involved with our church and giving. We were the heads of a homeless ministry, which is funny because we were like this close to being homeless ourselves. But I remember when um, my father was like, oh, I lost my job. My mom was like, well, it's my week to make chili for the homeless people. And he was like, what? And instead of adding less meat, we added more meat to it. And, that, and that's something that has stuck with me my whole life, too. Like, no matter whether I have, if I don't have two pennies to rub together or whatever, it's like the widow and the might you give of what you have. And it's amazing the way you may not see, like the Bible says you reap what you sow. And it's amazing like how down the line you really do reap and you don't do it because you want to sow goodness, but you, you just sow into people. And it's amazing how that comes back on you. In, in ways that you don't expect it though yeah. from people you didn't expect it not the yeah. source you gave to yeah. but someone else just yeah. thinks of you and now you understand oh wow i did something over there and you forget about it and now this person is contacting you or that person is offering right yeah it's amazing yeah. and i i love the, your story about too about how you got into the industry because it's like you're like i never really wanted to do this I find that there are so many people that are so successful in the industry that this was never their intention. Like I work, we obviously I work with talent who 
like, okay, this is what I want to do. And I love, I love their energy and their vibrancy, but it amazes me how many people don't never want, like this just came upon them. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, I wasn't walking around thinking, Oh my goodness, no. And it wasn't me dreaming as a kid. This is, oh, I'm going to go into the entertainment. I'm going to produce, I'm going to manage, produce TV and film. No, or I'm going to, uh, it was the least thing possible. It's just, I think when the opportunity came upon me or arose, I was ready. Yeah. And then I had all the other factors like, you know, Richard was there first as a friend to listen and I sh I'm sure I had a lot of complaints. I don't complain, but I'm sure I, I shared a lot of, as a female, I think the industry, I, I would like to address this. Um, I think the industry is changing. Yeah. You know, the world is changing. I think it's still a male dominated business, but I remember I rarely saw a female in the room. Um, and I've told this story about Shana Waterman at Fox who is the, the executive of um, Limited Series, she said, you're my go-to because she was female, I was, <laughs> and I could give her, and I was like, Sheena, who? Um, yeah, always. So I think we are seeing more women. I think we're, the industry is changing, but still it is, you know, a lot of men, a, a big male dominated, and you know, holding yourself accountable, holding your character in place. That's been important for me. And I don't think anyone can say anything other than she did what she said she was going to do. And I raised my kids. I've raised and still raising Ivan that your word is all you have. And when you yeah. say you're going to do something in life, life lesson, you're accountable for yourself. Yeah. So if I say, Janine, I can do this call at three o'clock today. Then if something came up that I really have to do and it's an emergency or then I should, as soon as I find out, reach out to you and explain and let you know, not just don't do anything. Yeah. Just here. So that's what I grew up with. That balance, the positivity, the love, God first, um, and just being grounded. And I raised my kids like that, God first. And, and, um, just putting everything in perspective, what's important right now and what's important today Yeah. for the moment, right? Yeah, that's awesome. So what has been your favorite project to work on? You've worked on a lot of projects and I know you're very humble about everything that you do, but what is that project that you're like, this was amazing? So actually my most favorite project we didn't see it on the screen but i'll tell you what it is or what it what what it was and why it was my favorite was the tommy matola project um we originally sold it to vh1 and then it went to hbl and then uh, richard was the writer of the book and we had a series in the works so you know you still got paid for the book you still get paid coming on as an executive producer um, I don't because executive producing, you get paid when it's on the air okay. portion, but yeah, producer, the executive producer when it airs and more further down, but I'll tell you why it was my hardest work ever. I was up until one, two in the morning with his assistant, but it, I learned, and you know, when I say, when you go through crisis, you work hard, 
the journey, there's something you learn. Yeah. If I had not done that, I would not be doing what I am doing today. And it wouldn't have taken me to Alice Rhinelander, Gotti. And I'll tell you why. Because we had celebrities. It was all based on his life. So all of the people who knew him, the list is on and on, you know, Jennifer Lopez, um, Mark Anthony, um, you name it, um, Diddy, David Foster. But the list, so that gives you an idea. And the reason why is because I was um, setting up, you know, the cause and, and orchestra, you know, it's a lot of work. And then our production team had to stay in hotels. So you fly, oh, Sadine, uh, Celine Dion. So Richard would fly there, you know, not only booking the rooms, the DP, the camera guy. And some of these people, uh, Danny DeVito, when our crew would go to their wherever, everybody's not you or me. Some people says, oh, security had to come in and check the rooms. It, you know, some of those people of the, of the four seasons, needless to say, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, or I would get a call. This person is saying that it was leaked, that they're, they're coming to the four seasons wherever to do the interview. <laughs> I didn't leak it. Richard's not going to leak it. And her, we've, Everybody signed a waiver. Yeah. So Daryl Hall. Um, so intense because there I learned that I don't like to use the word diva. And I'll tell you why. Because everybody has a different journey. Yeah. And some people, it's just because of their journey. And I, you don't know what they've gone through as children. And yes, you can be very successful in your work. And you can make millions. But spiritually, emotionally, physically, you're still something else. That's why I don't equate success with the amount in your bank account. I equate yeah. it a lot like Anthony Robbins. But it taught me because I was constantly, I think I would get four hours of sleep, literally. Yeah. And this went on for a year. So can you imagine? I've got it. And I had, you know, Bianca was probably in college because it's happened in the last four years. I had Ivan who still needed me and dinner at home at night. Richard's traveling everywhere, filming people. And what I realized is keep calm, stay balanced. This too shall pass. Yeah. Yes, it's your paycheck, but so what? Mm -hmm. And I really learned that everybody's different, but that's where I essentially also started learning no judgment. Yeah. Because who am I to judge his talent? Yes, she's a household name, and we all know her all over the world, but I don't know what she went through. And maybe, yeah. you know, so so in a nutshell, the Tommy Matola. And no, it didn't make it only because um, executives, things changed. We went different, but it was an amazing project. So we've done a lot that has come, but that was something that didn't just just – was so amazing to work with all of these different talent and to really have that um, experience and a lot of hard work, needless yeah. to say. But yeah. I'm a hard worker anyway, so what, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so what? Another day. Yep. Another day in the business. Yeah, yeah. Totally but that was that. really my favorite. Yeah, that's awesome. So 
hold on. I'm just, I don't know why I just went blank. I had a question in my head. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I get blank all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of Welcome the fun of it, right? <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Well, you do say that laughter is the best medicine, so it gave us an opportunity to laugh. All the time. So, um, so what is your favorite part about your job, Antoinette? Like, I know that you do so many different things, and you, you're all over the place. Like, I, I never know, like, where you are or what you're doing. Obviously, right now, I know where you are. You're at home. But um, in general, so what is your favorite part of your job? Like, what is it that, like, really gets you up in the morning and keeps you going? Seeing that I'm able to put the pieces together to have an outcome. Seeing that I'm able to be somewhere in the middle mm -hmm. and put all the pieces of the puzzle together, and I'll explain what that means, to see an outcome. When you first have a TV series, be, even before, it's, everything in life starts with the writing, the script, that which is Richard. When we have myself as an EP, executive producer, seeing that by the time you get to casting and you're casting people, you're taking Richard's words and making them work with people who are the actors, when you start seeing the in hiring the DP, the, you know, the director of photography, the gaffer, the lighting, you know, if you think about it, as you see all of that come together and then you see the work, it took a lot yeah. to make it happen, right? Yeah. Management, production, yeah. you've got, you know, when I see that I'm a part of that, to make it happen, that's what drives me every day. That I know that I can wake up and I have, you know, all of the emails and all of the calls and all of the work. It doesn't seem like work because I love it. Yeah. It takes, and you are the same. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work. When you love what you do, it's, you're working, but it's not work because you love it. Yeah. So you put, you're not walking around going, oh, I got to talk, oh, I got to talk to this one, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> you're doing that in 12-1, sometimes I'm up, you know, because everybody knows I'm up early, go to bed early. Yeah. Um, but sometimes life has it where I have to step really late and finish up a lot. Yeah. Um, it's what it is. But I think for me, you said something, and I've heard you, I don't like to disappoint people. I don't like to disappoint my part of the work. I don't want anyone to say, because she's not doing, we're held up. Yeah. Held up in production. Oh, did you reach out to, hmm, I didn't do that. Oh, my gosh. And now we're delayed, and that's part of the budget. So if I do my part, and that's what keeps me going every day of my life, is, uh, oh, that's it. Other people depend on me. That's it. Other people depend on me to make things happen, yeah. and I have to be held accountable. And if I have that, then I'm doing my job. That's it. That's what. That's in the nutshell. That's awesome. Yeah. If everyone had that mentality, imagine how much smoother the world would run, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, Janine, the, you know me. You know I like to see yeah. the best in people. Yeah. So you know when people don't have that, I just say it's – not a part of their DNA. Yeah. I like to say, but there's got to be something good in them somewhere, in another yeah. part, right? 
Yeah, we all have different gifts and talents. Right. So. And, and they have another part of them that is there. And maybe they don't even recognize it or know it yet. We just have to help them find it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best part about what we do is we help people find that thing in them that they don't necessarily see. Maybe they've seen a glimmer of it, but we can see it and we can help to mine that out. Absolutely. I had a a conversation with um, um, an agent not too long ago, and I was like, well, what is your favorite part of your job? He said, Tanina, I have the best job in the world. Do you know why? He said, because I take lumps of coal and I pull the diamonds out. And that stuck with me because I feel like that's what what we do on a daily basis. It's very true. No, it's extremely true. Every day of your life, that's you're finding people who are – here and learning and, and a desire obviously yeah and you're watching them grow at different levels right yeah, yeah. at different levels at, yeah it's what better gift than to watch someone develop really is what we call it in the business to yeah. watch them develop to their greatest potential yeah that's that's a good gift yeah. for sure it is well Antoinette, i want to thank you so much for being a part of our team to help us develop our talent and I just want I, again. I want to thank you so much for just being a huge part of our company, a huge part of VIP Ignite. Thank you so much for what you do for all of us, and thank you for checking on me every once in a while too. It's amazing how I'll look down, I'll be like, oh, and I look down, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's what I must have known. So I just want to thank you so much just for everything you do for all of us because I want you to know that you are truly appreciated. Well, Denine, thank you back. And I feel the exact same way about you. <laughs> so what you're saying to me, I'm saying it back to you because I feel exactly the same. And I really um, love VIP. I love the talent. I love what it represents, what Michael and Allie and you. And I have friends for life. So, you know, we're family. Really, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to come up and celebrate in New York once we're all allowed to hang out together again. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you. I look forward to giving you a hug. You know I'm a hugger. I know. I, I'm, I'm very hug-deprived right yeah, now. Yeah, me so. too. It's doing this to everybody. <laughs> like this and the, the hearts are cute and all, but like that's not a hug. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I had a great thank time. You. I had a wonderful time, and I had you to myself. I know, right? This is so yeah. unusual. Like, yeah. I don't even know if I want to release this or not. <laughs> like, hold on, this is our moment. <laughs> I, I love you dearly. I love you, you too. Yeah. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Coffee in the Green Room. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. Don't forget to go to coffeeinthegreenroom.com for bonus materials, free gifts, and to learn how you can be on the next episode of Coffee in the Green Room. Coffee in the Green Room.